It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. What's up, everybody? And I'm joined by Mets prospect Will Coffee. Will, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, doing well. So, yeah, man, um, what, what's going on this offseason for you? Not much. I mean, uh, I'm down in Nashville living with a couple of my buddies. Uh, kind of we're all doing the same thing in the offseason and um, kind of just training Monday through Friday and um, kind of have that going on and doing a little physical therapy, kind of getting my shoulder right. So that's kind of basically what I'm doing day, day by day. Yeah, you have you have any vacation plans going on for for this for this off season? Uh, I don't, man. I'm I'm in a couple of weddings in November, so that kind of booked me up. And then I'm gonna go visit some family on the West Coast um, around the Christmas time, and and then probably shoot back East Coast. Um, so after so coming off of uh, the season that you had, I probably prob- probably wasn't the year that you, that you were expecting. Um, so what so what are a few things that you were that you were planning on working on going into next season? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you said it. You said it right there. But uh, I mean, I was just pretty much, you know, unhappy with just the way my body was moving and the kind of the shape I was in, you know, all year. And uh, I mean, I had shoulder surgery last year and kind of did the best I could to train and work hard and didn't quite get my body where it needed to be come spring training time. And kind of the main goal of this off season to kind of offset that is is to you know get in a little better shape, lose a little bit of weight and, and kind of get stronger and uh, ultimately just kind of become a better athlete, better mover. And, you know, hopefully that will translate on the field for me. Sure. So like just rewinding back to it from your time at time at Vanderbilt, you've come from a powerhouse program where you guys, where you guys go to the super regionals and you guys have those college world series appearances. You know, you obviously know that you can play at a high level, just kind of, does it kind of discourage you a little bit kind of, Having a tough season like that, but obviously knowing that you have the the capabilities of, of being able to play at this level. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. I mean, uh, I mean, when I was back at Vanderbilt, my you know I went through the proverbial sophomore slump where <laughs> I hit about yeah. two thirty, and then you know the next year I came back and you know I, I think I hit about like three fifty as a junior, and you know that, that's that's baseball though. You know when you play at a high level. Um, and you don't bring it every day and you, maybe your body's not quite right. You know, it, it'll, you know, the game, the game has a way of humbling you for sure. So I've been through it before where, you know, I've struggled and, um, uh, I, you know, I know, I know I just need to kind of just put my head down and kind of get after it and, and work hard. And that's, this is kind of all you can really do. And also playing with kind of with other elite guys who are, who are, have that professional potential guys like JJ Bladé. Like when you, when you see guys like that, do you, you kind of get more motivated and to, to kind of remain staying at a high level and just kind of, is that with, do you get a lot of your work ethic from seeing them? Yeah, man. I mean, uh, back when I was a freshman, you know, the juniors were like Dansby and Walker Bueller and Carson Fulmer, you know, a long list of guys, uh, you know, who have had, had success, um, you know, obviously at the major league level, but I mean, other than, other than that, you know, I, I think we have a good group here where everybody kind of pushes each other to, you know, get better. And we're in, we're in there all always, you know, over at Vanderbilt training, hitting, you know, working on defense, whatever it may be, you know, right now we're kind of just lifting and kind of getting in shape, but, 
um, you know, there's a good group of guys and we kind of all push each other because, you know, at the end of the day, we all want each other to, you know, do well and see, you know, each other make it. So there's definitely some aspect of kind of being from, you know, this program that, you know, enables people to kind of perform and, 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 you know, stay on top of what they need to do in the off season, which is kind of one of my favorite things about coming, coming back to Nashville and training. Yeah, most definitely. Do you, do you have any, do you have any favorite experiences from, from that time there at Vanderbilt? Um, I mean, my, my best memories probably were in Omaha when we, we went to the finals, um, against Virginia. That was my freshman year. Um, I mean, mainly just being a freshman kind of new to that scene, like that was all pretty, you know, eye opening and pretty, pretty awesome. But, uh, I mean, really just going around, you know, the SEC and playing at different ballparks and kind of seeing the environments is what I, you know, kind of remember and and enjoy kind of thinking back, you know, on those memories. So you were, you were, um, Acquired, acquired via trade uh, from from the A's, from the A's for uh, for Jer- uh, for Jerry Somalia. When you do get traded in a situation like that, does it kind of does it kind of hurt a little bit, like have, having to move up and pack up your stuff, like especially mid season, or or was it kind of a seamless transition for you? Um. Yeah. I mean, a little bit of both. I wouldn't say it's one or the other. Um. Uh, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, it's still baseball, you know, so that, that side of things is pretty seamless. And I kind of was for, fortunate in the situation that I jumped over to the, you know, Binghamton team and I knew, you know, five, six kids from growing up and that, that made it easy on me too. You know, guys like Justin Dunn and Mazika, Zangi, you know, a few guys that, uh, you know, I've known prior to. Um, so that kind of helped and made it, made it more of a seamless transition, but it's definitely tough. I was playing in California and had to pack up my bags and leave my car out there and jump on a plane and go to, you know, Bowie, Maryland across the country. So like, there's definitely some aspect, but at the end of the day, it was still just kind of one baseball scene to another. So it wasn't too, too, too rough. Yeah. Yeah. And from the looks of it, you, your patience is absolutely incredible. You got, you get drafted in 2014, you don't sign. You get drafted again in 2016 and you don't sign. What kind of patience does a person like you need to have to not to say, I know I'm not ready yet. I can be a professional, but then you still kind of hold off and then and then you eventually do sign. Well, with with the A's. Yeah, man. I mean, you kind of you kind of sit it there. Just, you know, I I knew I knew I wasn't ready to go play out of high school and I knew I wanted to. uh, I knew I knew I had more to prove as a as a sophomore going to my junior year at Vanderbilt. and. I just, I, I wasn't, I wasn't ready, you know, and, and, I, you know, I, my, my dad is, uh, you know, a baseball agent. So I know that this side of the game, professional, you know, professional side, the minor league side, and, um, you know, it's not all glamorous as, you know, people might draw it up to be, you know, it's tough. It's tough living playing 142 games every single day in random towns across America. And, um, you know, you gotta be mature and you gotta be able to, you know, handle your business and kind of go about each day with a plan. And that's something, you know, I, I wasn't, you know, ready at 18 or, you know, 21 or, or so like, you know, I needed that time to kind of develop. Yeah. And, and, and you talk about your dad being an agent. He also, he also played uh, professional baseball while your brother played college and also played minor league hockey. What kind of influences did they have on, on your life and your career as, as an athlete? Yeah, I mean, they they played probably the biggest role in my life. I mean, my dad, uh, you said, you know, played a little, played professional baseball. He was a pitcher, and, you know, he was always kind of like my, you know, coach, you know, mentor growing up. And, you know, he, he kind of, you know, was the one who kind of made me fall in love with the game, you know. So I you know, owe everything to, to him for sure. And 
my brother was actually my high school hockey and baseball coach. So, uh, you know, we had a pretty interesting, pretty interesting relationship. And, um, I mean, he helped, he helped me develop through the, you know, the high school years a ton. Um, so, you know, I was pretty fortunate with, with having two, two minds that, you know, I've kind of gone through stuff like that and, um, obviously play, you know, competed at a high level. So, you know, I, you know, I kind of, you know, they told me what it, you know, takes and, you know, you know, always kind of made sure I was working hard. Yeah. And you also played hockey, correct? Yeah, correct. So what was, what was the reasoning for picking baseball over hockey? <laughs> um that's a good question uh so my brother played both in in college um and i thought about playing both uh um at a, at a few schools up in the northeast and stuff like that but i he was really my brother my brother told me that i need to I, I should pick one and go with it because he tried playing both and it was tough for him to develop and become like you know better like you know especially like nowadays kids are playing one sport all year round in I don't necessarily agree with that, but like there's some aspect of playing multiple sports, but you know, when you get to college playing division one sports, like you, you need to be pretty locked in on what you're doing so you can get better and compete at a high level. So for me, it was just pick one and go with it pretty much. And I really just, I like showing up to the ballpark every day versus, you know, showing up to the, to the rink. That was kind of, that's really, that's all, that's all it really was. So yesterday, I don't know if you were watching the world series games or not, but you saw Bregman hit a home run hand the bat off to his first base coach. Juan Soto did the same thing after his. So what's your take? What's your take on, on bat flips and, and all those celebrations that are going on in the game? Do it, but be ready for something to come back at you. That's that's my take. You know, if you wanna if you want to play the game that way, then don't be don't be surprised if a pitcher strikes you out and fist pumps and, you know, has a couple words for you off the mount, you know? Um so it's a it's a give and take game, you know. I mean uh, I I have no problem with it. I mean, I think it. I think that's what makes the game interesting, and that's what you know makes makes fans come out and watch the game and everything. But like I said, if if you if you give it, then be ready for it to come back at you. <laughs> have you ever Have you ever pimped a home run or styled one out? Uh, yeah. Um, I mean that was <laughs> back in back in college i did it a little bit when we had some rivalries and stuff i know you know us in florida would get into it pretty good um nothing nothing like egregious or like you know over the top that just like started anything but you know they, i mean it went both ways you know i if i i remember i did something like that in my next ab i struck out and got fist pumped and you know walked off the mound and had some words for me and it was like i deserved it but at the same time like if you're okay with it, like that fired me up and it made me just want to compete more. So, so now when you do, let's say when you do make it to the, to the show, what's, who's one pitcher that you would like to face and why? Hmm. I don't know. I could go a lot of ways with this one. Um, I don't know. I mean, is it, to be honest with you, uh, It'd probably be my roommate. I'm living. I'm living with Kyle, right? Um, you know, he's one. He's one of my best friends, and you know, he's a pitcher with the the Braves. And uh, I've always kind of, I've always kind of, we've always, you know, talked about how cool it would be to face each other in the majors. You know, um, like you know, kind of toe up against each other, and that that would probably be a pretty that that would just be a pretty surreal at bat. But I'm not gonna say somebody like Scherzer, or Str- you know, somebody that's you know the top of their game. Uh, 
just because that might not go my way. Yeah. <laughs> did you did you have a uh, favorite player growing up? Um, yeah, I mean, I was a Red Sox fan growing up. Um, I loved like Nomar growing. Um, he was probably like you know early years. Nomar was my favorite, and like watching Big Poppy. But uh, mm, I mean. Favorite favorite player? There wasn't there wasn't one. There wasn't one guy. I'd always like you know wear his jersey. It was probably just kind of like the Red Sox in general, and you know Nomar and kind of those years of Pedro Martinez and Ortiz and all those guys. And also throughout throughout this year, we we did have a couple guys from the major league club go down for some rehab assignments. Were you able to spend any time with them? Kind of pick their brain at all? Yeah, I mean, I've I've probably had a brief conversation with most everybody all the way dating back to spring training. Um, you know, and I mean, I I, I picked like Conforto's brain in, in spring training because he had the same surgery that I did uh, just a year a year prior, um, and just kind of talked to him about that process and coming back and stuff. And I mean, he said a lot of things that like I knew, like I knew, but like I maybe maybe not necessarily like handled them you know properly the way I should have you know going back a year ago and you know taking my time and you know, making sure you get your body right and stuff like that. Um, um, so like he, you know, he was pretty helpful with some, some conversations I had with him in spring training and, and other guys, but I don't think any, it, most people, most of them were going to Syracuse um, or, or they were in Port St. Lucie, you know, not cause I mean, not too many were coming to Binghamton like last year they were because we were in Vegas, but this year, since Syracuse was right there, and if it was like a big injury, they were down in Florida at the complex, so they would try, they were they were out of Port St. Lucie. So not too many guys actually rehabbed with us in Binghamton. And also, just the last question for you: If there's one thing that you can tell Mets fans across the board, what can they expect from from Will Toffee going forward? Uh, I mean, really, I'm I'm a competitor. You know, I know I, I know I didn't have a great year, but you know, I'm kind of somebody that. When that when stuff like that happens, when stuff kind of you know your back goes up against the wall, you know I kind of put my head down and I work hard and I try to work harder than anybody. So that's that's what I would tell them. Well, there you have it. Thank you, Will, for your time and uh, best of luck going forward this off season and and, and for next season. All right, appreciate it, man. Y'all have a good day. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.